What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A warmer from below. Welcome to Lobby Las Vegas for Coast to Coast with myself, Craig Eves Peters, and now part of the Beast of Family Podcast. A little bit of a shorter podcast today, a two-parter, but a good one. Nick Morrison, he does great work over at Mid-Major Madness. We are going to be giving some of those mid-majors a little bit of love as this show is called Coast to Coast Soup, so we're going to be going coast to coast. He's going to be doing a Twitter slash X spaces today with a few Ivy League coaches, so we are going to be diving in a little bit on the Ivy League, what is going to be making this conference so tick, taking a look at some of the great defense that is going to be played in the Ivy League this year, and why experience might be so beneficial to the Ivy League, and why they might be able to cash you a lot of tickets when it comes to non-conference play this year, and then we're going to be taking a look at some of the teams in the Big West, and a school in the Big West that made a really under-the-radar coaching move during the offseason that myself and Nick seem to really like. So we're going to be chatting about that in segment number two. I would give you guys news and notes from college basketball on Tuesday if we had them here in segment number one. Really didn't get a whole lot to lie. Practices are just starting up for a lot of these teams, so we're going to be hearing more and more with regards to injury updates. Guys are in slash out of the fold. Probably some eligibility things as well in the coming days. So very much am checking everyone's Twitter slash X feeds like I am refetching on likes of Jeff Goodman, Seth Davis, along with John Rothstein. You go down the list of the big-time college basketball reporters and certainly keeping my eyes there, but we have not seen a lot come out in these first few days of practice, so we are going to be looking on that front and you know, looking out for you guys on this podcast, keeping this going every single day, and we're doing whole bunch of conference previews as we've only got four remaining. I'll probably be doing one a week and then leaving the final two weeks to get prepared for the upcoming college basketball season. So if you ever do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you've got one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at GNN underscore Keep in mind letters EM. They mean it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review. As I was alluding to, really didn't get a lot with regards to college basketball news and notes from a Tuesday, so let's just dive into it and give some of these mid-majors some love as we talk to Nick Lawrenson of Mid-Major Madness next right here on Coast Coast East with myself, Peggy Peterson, now a part of the BC Family Podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to with myself, Greg Eames Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man as Nick Lawrenson does a tremendous job taking a look at the game of college basketball. He's over there at Mid-Major Madness doing a great job of giving some love to some of these schools that they certainly do deserve it. I know that he's helping out with the Queens NC college basketball team this year as well as he's doing a little bit of work for them. He does an amazing job with all these quit. Twitter spaces as well. Taking a look, diving in with all of these coaches as to what we're going to be getting this upcoming season. The guys over there at Mid-Major Madness have been doing an amazing job of getting us set for the upcoming season. And you're able to follow Nick on X at N. Lawrenson and then the word sports all together. And that is spelled L-O-R-E-N-S-E-N with regards to the last name. And Nick, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. It's always great to be on, Greg. I appreciate you. We're only 41 days away, so keep getting closer and closer. It's almost October. You can just smell it coming. You can smell it. Oh, yes, you certainly can. And I know that I was mentioning this with regards to your Twitter spaces, your X spaces, whatever the heck they want to be calling them now. But that said, you guys are actually going to be giving some love to the Ivy League on Wednesday, slash if you're listening to this on the day that it's released today. And what are you taking from the Ivy League? Because we all remember Princeton was able to make that nice run to the Sweet 16. But this, once again, feels like it's going to be a relatively solid year for the Ivy League. And it's going to be a conference that, once again, I think is going to be built on good, strong defense. Oh, yeah, totally. This Princeton team will be good again. They won't be as strong as last year. They lost Tosan at Bwamwan. Keyshawn Kelman's gone. But Xavier Lee's back. I believe Matt Alaco's back. Ryan Langborg's gone. But... They have a couple really nice pieces of that team. The team that everyone's really going to be looking out for, though, is Yale. Yale had a really quietly strong year last year. 50th best defense in the country, 65 on Ken Palm, made the Ivy League title, lost to Vandy in the tournament, and they return quite a bit. Bezem Banks back. I believe Matt Nolan's back. They lost EJ Darvis, EJ Jarvis, so they'll be the team to look out for. But that four seed, which is usually – a couple teams in contention this year. You, you got to think that Penn's going to be back. And if they, lo- they they do lose Jordan Dingle, though. Jordan Dingle, one of the mo- biggest impact players in the country, about 25 points per game, shooting tons of threes. He's gone. They return a lot of starts, but it's not as strong, obviously, as last year losing that player. But Cornell will be right back up there. Coach Earlson, an amazing job rebuilding that program. They return pretty much Everyone from that team, but Greg Dolan, who goes to Stony Brook, he was their leading uh, scorer last year. And then Brown. Brown keeps moving up in the standings, getting closer and closer to making their first conference tournament in Brown history. And they probably have the preseason player of the year in the league in Keno Lilly Jr., who just keeps getting better and better. He was awesome his freshman year two years ago. So look out for this Brown Bears team. But Yale's really going to be the one that's going to be on national radars because they had a strong year last year. They should be really strong again. 
and they could be competing for maybe an 11-12 seed come March. Oh, no question about it. And what is unfortunate about the Ivy League, just with the way that the conference is structured, it's most likely going to be a one-bid league again. But all those teams that you mentioned, if any of them are able to make the NCAA tournament, I do think that they are going to be a tough out in the NCAA tournament. As joining me on the show, we do have Nick Lawrenson. He does amazing work over there at Mid-Major Madness. And something else I think is very intriguing about the Ivy League is if you take a look at the amount of returning minutes, they're pretty much a top conference in all of college basketball. A lot of that is the way that the conference is structured, no doubt about it, trying to be able to bring in transfers to the Ivy League. Not easy because those academic requirements, they are very, very strict. They're not awarding as many redshirt years with regards to injuries and things like that. But how much do you think that that might be to the advantage of the Ivy League when it really matters for them in the non-conference portion of the season? Because while you do have a lot of these teams that are at the power conference level that they utilize a bunch of transfers with the Ivy League, I know that Jim Root over there at the three-man, we've posted this up about a month ago, with the Ivy League, overall the average amount of minutes returning from last year is about 71% of them. That's by far the most of any conference in all of college basketball. And I think that that is going to be a great advantage for them in the non-conference portion this season and trying to be able to spring some of those upsets and trying to get this conference on the national landscape. Yeah, I mean, these teams do everything together. Obviously, every team does everything together, but these guys have to lean more on each other because of that academic workload. So there's a little added thing there. When I was doing my research, I was kind of shocked because you look at these teams and you expect to see so many returners and all that. Cornell has two JUCO transfers from the same JUCO, Salt Lake Community College, one of the best in the country. So I'm like, what the heck? But yeah, I mean, their retention is huge. They do a really strong job scheduling Northeast mid-majors, and they pretty much dominated up there. More on a national level, it's been a struggle. Maybe they pick off one team every non-conference. I know Penn the last couple of years have, has had an absolute gauntlet of a non-conference schedule since coming back from COVID. Two years ago, I believe they had the strongest non-conference schedule in the country. These guys are growing up together. We don't see that much in college basketball anymore. They're there for four years. They never want to leave because they know that what they learn at these Ivy League schools will translate to the big time. It's impressive. 71%, I didn't realize it was that much because there's a couple big pieces leaving. But when you look at it, a lot of these guys really have been together for a very long time. Yes, I think that that is going to be so critical for them. And it's much of what we're going to be seeing out there with regards to some of these West Coast mid-majors as well. Because I was originally going to get you on to talk a little bit about some of these West Coast mid-majors as well. And I'm so intrigued by the Big West because you do have a few schools that they really don't utilize the transfer portal like UC Irvine. They've dove into it from time to time. I know that they did so to revamp that backcourt a little bit a few years ago, but they really didn't hit the transfer portal too much. They're going to be riding with what they know and love. Now, we have seen a team in UC Santa Barbara embrace it a little bit more, but I take a look at this entire Big West Conference, and I think that that's another one of these one-bid leagues that regardless of who gets in out of like the top three, top four within that conference, they're going to be very, very fearsome, and someone that a power conference team will not want to face in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, we saw last year the top four of the league. And if you want to even add in Hawaii, top five of the league was super close. There was a two-way tie for first place, Irvine, Santa Barbara. They had five losses. Every game seems so close in this league. I mean, there's some really good teams. You see Santa Barbara, they really killed in the transfer portal. Yohan Traore comes over from Auburn, former five-star guy. They return A.J. Mitchell, who's one of the best guards in the whole country. 
They also have Josh Pierre-Louis, who's been a really big piece for them, come back for the last couple of years. That UC Santa Barbara team, there's a lot of really good teams in this league, but if UC Santa Barbara is able to capitalize off their non-conference, they could potentially be an at-large team. UC Riverside should be right back up there again. They do lose Zion Poland, but they've been up at the top under Mike Magpio in his whole career, and they just keep taking step after step. Their non-conference schedule is awesome. They go to UNC, Utah. Mike Magpio is playing his uh, former boss at Washington State and Kyle Smith. They have a couple other Pac-12 teams on that schedule. I wouldn't be shocked if they knock off a Pac-12 team because they've done it maybe twice or three times in Magpio's tenure. So watch out for that. Greg, you mentioned UC Irvine. I believe we talked about them last week, too. They lose DJ Davis, Dawson Baker to the transfer portal, but they had a really strong trip overseas where they won a national tournament, an Asian national tournament, representing the USA against national teams. That's pretty impressive. They absolutely wiped the competition there. They returned Bent Leichen, who's been an awesome big man piece for them. They're one of those programs, they lose players like DJ Davis. Colin Volpe graduated two years ago, but they just continue to churn out winners. Just shows how great of a program they have over there. UC Davis should take a step up this year. I mean, Elijah Pepper is one of the most important players in the country. He scores over 20 points per game. Great player. They bring in Nico Rochak as well which I didn't realize, over from UC Santa Barbara. So he's been in the league. Hawaii should be really good again. If everyone can stay healthy in that program, they'll do something special. They have a ton of guards. Noel Coleman had some big games. Javon McClanahan was really clutch for them. It's going to come down to see if Juan Munoz, who's been hurt the last two years, coming over from Longwood, keeps getting injured. If he can play and play to his full potential, back to an all-league player, that could be huge. Matthew Cotton comes in from Yale. And then they also have Bernardo Silva and more sec back in that front court. They bring in Justin McCoy from UNC. This Hawaii team, their question always is, can they win on the mainland? That's the key piece with this team, but they have a really good team. So there's, what, five teams in the Big West that are going to be really fun, and I believe every single one of them could pull off an upset in the non-conference because they bring back all their talent, and then the UC Santa Barbara, who brings back talent, also brings in a ton of really good pieces in that transfer portal. Oh, I am right there with you, and I'm not sure how you view this conference, but I do think that UC Santa Barbara is the team to beat, certainly if they would have had Zach Clements, who he was supposed to be going to UC Santa Barbara. He decided that he was going to pivot, he was going to head back to Kansas to take a little bit more of a reserve role. That would have been massive for them, but I still take a look at bringing in Treyor from Auburn, and that's just something that you don't see very often. A Big West team being able to get a top 75 recruit, and we saw them be able to bring in Andre Kelly last season, who was a guy that was able to put up like 13 points, eight and a half rebounds per game while he was at Cal a few seasons ago, and just the level of big men that they're bringing in is just absolutely remarkable. It's so impressive. When the NCAA tournament bracket was released, I did a live Twitter space or whatever going through it, and UC Santa Barbara's broadcaster hopped on and we talked about the gauchos for a couple minutes that was the same week that the tournament was happening the transfer portal opened and he made a point to mention joe pasternak and the staff were hitting the transfer portal hard that first week obviously it's hard when you have to prepare for a big game like that but throw on the transfer portal coming at you and i mean he just absolutely killed it he absolutely killed it and it's really going to translate with all that front court talent coming in with such a strong backcourt returning and Josh Pierre-Louis and A.J. Mitchell, there aren't many better backcourts in mid-major basketball. A.J. Mitchell has potential to be an NBA draft pick. Yeah, I think UC Santa Barbara definitely is the team to beat in this league. There are a lot of really good teams, but the target's going to be on the Gauchos' back. 
Yes, I do think that with the Gauchos, they are the team to beat within that conference. But what I think is going to be very interesting is just the lay of the land because I take a look at Cal State Northridge and what they did in the offseason as well. And I don't think that they're going to be one of those teams that is going to be competing towards the top of the conference or anything like that. But I love the fact that they went to the D2 level. They're able to bring in some fresh blood with regards to the coaching staff. They certainly brought in a few D2 transfers because they have Andy Newman, who was doing great work at Cal State Bernardino. They were one of the top D2 schools in all of college basketball last season. And I really like that sort of move. I don't know how you view the CSUN team, but I think that they could be a team that really surprises under year number one of Newman, especially with the transfer hall that they've got coming in as well. Yeah, I was mentioning it in our Twitter space a couple weeks ago that I think this CSUN program could be back up at the top maybe two, three years in the Big West, and they'll knock off some of those teams that I mentioned in conference play. You can't sleep on the CSUN team. Andy Newman was an amazing coach at Cal State San Bernardino. He returned some pretty good talent. Deontay Bostic was great for them last year. Not the greatest shooter, but he was great for them last year. Deshaun Allen Akins, he was strong too. And then they bring in all this D2 talent. We saw it with FDU last year. Now it's a completely different league than the NEC. But FDU was able to get 20 wins. They had a pretty strong non-conference because of what they brought in. He brings in strong D2 talent. He returns the top players on the CSUN team. He brings in a player like Quincy McGriff who showed some bright signs of Duquesne. I believe that this CSUN team could maybe finish 5-6-7 in the league, and they should definitely be knocking off maybe one or two of those teams that I mentioned earlier. I like the future for the CSUN program. Yes, I do like the upside with the CSUN program as well, and they're one of those teams that I feel very bullish on with regards to those West Coast teams that might be going under the radar because I mean, a lot of people were going to give the love to UC Santa Barbara and UC Irvine. I mean, we just did it. I think that those are the top two teams with regards to West Coast mid-major college basketball, outside of maybe the WCC. But is there maybe another team or two that you take a look at that we haven't talked about that they might be flying under the radar? I'm not talking about necessarily perhaps a team that's going to be able to win their conference, but maybe a team that a lot of people are picking towards the middle slash the bottom of the conference that they could be able to rise up because, for me, my team is CSUN. Yeah, I think Long Beach State could be that team. They bring in a couple players. Messiah Thompson comes in from Alabama A&M. He's originally at Campbell. He averaged over 10 points per game there last year. They returned some players. Uh, Dubatrar Triore, he returns. Lucina Triore, he returns. I think that they could rise up. They're always really strong. Cal State Fullerton is another one in the league. They just have a bevy of great guard talent there. Jalen Cooper, who is one of the best D2 defensive players in the country at Palm Beach Atlantic, he comes in and he solidifies that defense for them. John Square Jr., Vincent Lee. So those are two programs. I, I do like CSUN to rise up too, but a lot of people are going to be sleeping on Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach. They always kind of sneak up there. I believe it was Fullerton who had an amazing – yeah, it was Fullerton who had amazing February. They lost their first game against Long Beach State, but then they won six straight – won two in the conference tournament and lost at UCSB in the conference title. So you don't want to see this Cal State Fullerton team in February. I think they'll be really good. They're a top 100 defense in the country. They'll be sneaking up on people. Yep, I do think that they're going to be able to as well. They do take some losses from a season ago, but all in all, that is a team that we know is going to be as tough as nails. And certainly it is going to be interesting to see what we get out here. In my neck of the woods on the West Coast, I know you're going to be doing a great job with your Twitter space on Wednesday, take a look at a few teams closer to your neck of the woods out there on the East Coast. As we were talking a little bit about the Ivy League, and Nick, you've been doing a great job of previewing so many of these conferences, doing a great job getting some of these interviews with 
so many great coaches. I believe that you're going to be having on the staffs of Princeton and Yale with regards to your Twitter space on Wednesday. So lot of the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, over at Mid Under Dash Madness on Twitter, we have two Twitter spaces this week, doing two every week. Wednesday, which is the day that this is released, doing the Ivy League, as Greg mentioned, we're going to have James Jones on from Yale. Brett McConnell, the associate head coach at Princeton, will hop on as well. And then on Thursday, we're going to be doing the Southland. I believe we're going to have Book Sadler from Nichols on there, and then we'll also have Will Wade. We've been talking with their SID at McNeese State to have Will Wade on from McNeese State. So two of those every week. Next week, we're going to do the Ace Sun. I'm not going to be doing that because I don't want any conflict of interest. So we're going to have a couple of our writers do it. Grant Leonard will obviously be on. So that'll be fun. And then my personal Twitter account, and Lawrence and Sports. Nick does a tremendous job taking a look at this great game of college basketball. He is doing everything that he can to get us set for what is going to be an amazing year of college basketball. And his time is always appreciated on this podcast. Big thanks to Nick for joining me. I'm Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my old X timeline at GNNR41. Keep in mind, letters EM. Amy does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I'll be with you guys every single day on this podcast. We're down to just four conference previews now. The Big 12, the Big East, along with the Pac-12 and the SEC. I'm probably going to do about one a week moving forward, so that'll leave us about 14 days where all the conference previews are done. I'm able to dive in on all these questions that you might have, and we're going to have a successful season. Once we get in season, going to get you guys picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm with you guys every single day, and that means I'm back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.